When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Will, Dave said we could talk today. <laughs> Um, before we get started, just want to again thanks thank all of you know all of our college scouts, all of the pro scouts, all of our coaches that were involved in the process over the last three days. Just um, really clean and excellent collaboration, communication. Uh, our area scouts, who you know most um, live in different parts of the country, have come in to to help you know support us and provide feedback and provide information and just. They all just did an excellent job. Really proud of our group. Um, really proud of our coaching staff and, and our administration staff here. Just everyone that's um, come together the last three days. We have a really cohesive group, a uh, really low ego group, um, and everybody that puts the team first. And that's what we're striving to build here. And so just very thankful and, and grateful for all the people that uh, work in, in both the scouting, coaching, and operations department over the last three days. And um, you know, here we are, and now we're moving forward to the next phase. Uh, of team building and OTAs and, and all those different things. So um, excited to move forward, excited about the last three days, and um, excited for uh, the future here and what we kind of have going on. So that's what I have. Everybody else can tell me what they have. Dave, you have several guys you picked that your coaches had an impact on at the Senior Bowl. Can yeah. you talk about how big that getting that senior bowl coaching staff is is for the Raiders. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's another kind of detailed exposure that you often don't usually get if you don't have a coach involved. I think we talked about it the other day, but just being able to to really see how guys learn, um, really get to see how guys operate day to day in meeting rooms, at practice, interaction with their teammates. Those are all things that we looked at, all things that we got feedback on. It wasn't just about the football performance. It was about how they treated each other. 
how they interacted, what their commitment was, and all those different types of things, different positions that they could play. And so it was a really valuable uh, tool for us and something that we utilized and, and helped us uh, in the decision-making process here over the weekend. weekend. Dave, uh, Aiden O'Connell's a guy that kind of had to fight his way from the back of the line uh, over at Purdue. Um, did, did, did that kind of mindset play into that a little bit? What was it about him uh, that, that felt like you guys wanted to pull the trigger on that? Yeah, um, to that, I think he started, he was a walk-on. I think he started as the eighth-string quarterback at Purdue and worked his way all the way up and eventually became a starter there. Um, a lot of things. His, I, I'd say the one thing about quarterbacks that, that you know, you don't get to see if you're just watching tape or if you're just watching games is, I'd say, you know, over 50% of their success rate is really about what, what they're made of from the neck up. And ability, you know, intelligence, ability to process, those types of intangibles, leadership, and felt like he has a lot of those different intangible qualities that we think are really, really important to have any chance to be successful in the league at a quarterback. Also, just like also like the tape. To be honest with you, I watched him at the end of October, and I walked down to Josh before he he wasn't going to see him for another three or four months, and said, "When you watch this kid, this is going to be a guy that you like." Um, so I think a lot of the things that he he did at Purdue. Um, some of the things that he showed, there's areas to grow into, but he showed a lot of the things that we wanted um, from the quarterback position. And then when we got to meet him and spend time with him, uh, he confirmed a lot of the, I'd say, neck up traits that we look for. Dave, you said multiple times this offseason um, that you need to inject the roster with you know, some homegrown talent and that you want to build some competitive depth at every position. Obviously, not every single position. Do you feel like you started for, towards that with this draft? Started to, you know, you unfortunately when you go through the draft, you're just not able, you're not able to answer every question that you need, you know, as you work through it. Just the way that the draft goes, there's 31 other teams that are selecting players too, and so um, we did do that at certain spots. I think there's some areas of the team that we're going to continue to look to address and improve um, and add competition. But you know, I think definitely on the defensive line, we added some competition there uh, at the safety position, at the receiver position. Uh, that we, we added some competition there. We obviously added a tight end, but we still have some other areas of the team that we need to continue to grow and continue to work out, which that will kind of be the next phase that we're getting into now is uh, you know, looking at those areas, looking at what the avail you know, other avail available players are, and see if there's other ways that we can improve the team. You guys were uh, pretty aggressive uh, the whole draft, especially today. You traded up to get the, the first three guys. Yeah. Was that part of the game plan coming in today with that much capital or just kind of how things built? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a little bit of of a product of this draft. Um, um, I wouldn't say the depth in this draft as we went through was probably as maybe as, as strong as it has been in past years. And so I think it was a product of just uh, just kind of how the draft started to play out and what it really started. Kind of once you get into it, you can have an idea, but you start to get a feel, almost like how a game's going to be played. Um, you start to get a feel of the board and kind of what the overall surplus is or uh, lack of a surplus is. And so I think that, that um, influenced some of our decision-making in terms of packaging some picks and moving up to get some targets based on what we thought was potentially going to be uh, left for us at the end of the draft. When you look at your board and the players you're able to get, did you do better than you thought you would or about the same? Um, hmm, haven't thought about that. <laughs> um, I would like to think we did better. Uh, I think that's the easy answer to say. <laughs> um, but that doesn't go without things that I'm going to go back and look at and, and, and you know, <clears throat> second guess some decisions here or there or, or look at, you know, how the board fell and play. I mean, there's still going to be an element of going back and quality controlling 
um, some of our decisions and some of the decisions that I made and things like that. But overall, we do feel really good about it. We feel really excited about it. And, and but there'll still be areas to look at and say, hey, you know, we can improve here or there. So um, yeah, there's always always areas to grow. Dave, you made it clear last night that. Good. How, how important was it for you to get some of those guys on defense that had production, guys that had interceptions, forced fumbles, sacks? They were able to, to do something with the yeah. ball and get it back for the, the team. Yeah, it was an area we wanted to improve as a team is just ball disruption. It wasn't, it wasn't a statistical category that we ranked very, ranked very highly in last year. And so, you know, like Jacorian, uh, I think in the last two years, he had more plays on the ball than or one of the top players in, in college football in terms of making plays on the ball. And so, yeah, guys that can you know make make plays on the football and disrupt the football or disrupt the pocket, which can cause disruptive plays, things of that nature, were some uh, definitely influential factors. Especially when you're looking at corners, you're always going to that stat sheet when you're starting to watch a corner and see what their production was or lack of production, of what the history was there. Um, you have to be careful sometimes because of what they were asked to do in coverage and how they were asked to play, but it is an important factor. Dave, you mentioned last night about today is more about developing guys, diamonds in the rough. So you get the seventh round, 231. That's clearly mining for some yeah. guys. But you find Nesta, a guy a lot of people maybe projected in the fifth round. Were you a little surprised he was there? Yeah, we were. Uh, just the production that he had this year um, at Arizona State. Now, he had started his career at Miami and transferred to Arizona State. He was a really disruptive player this year. Uh, he wasn't a player that I had been able to spend much time on prior to draft meetings. You know, you can only, I'm only able to watch so many players, but when we put on the tape, it was just surprising to see um, this, this, play, this inside player, just how disruptive he was in the run game. A lot of penetration, uh, a lot of plays where he's in the backfield, and just a lot of plays where he's finding the football and making tackles. And so those guys are hard to find. Sometimes these guys that are transferring and things like that can get lost in the shuffle a little bit, but. Um, Antonio Pierce had knew him from his recruiting days while he was at Arizona State, so he had some knowledge of him. And then, you know, the um, the new head coach at Arizona State wasn't there with Nestra, but is in the building now and obviously has connections. Kenny Dillingham was um, someone that I coached at Chaparral High School when I was coaching high school football in Arizona. So there were some connections for us just to learn a little bit about his journey, learn about who he was, and he was also a guy we brought in for a 30 visit. Um, so we got to spend some time with him in the building. And so, yeah, really excited that he was there. And, again, another there's going to be a lot of competition in that defensive tackle room. Um, everyone's going to have to buckle up and, and, and bring their best every day because there's going to be a lot of hungry people in that room. Dave, going back to the uh, turnovers, uh, Christopher Smith, I think six interceptions the last two years. Um, where do you see him fitting, fitting in? Yeah, Chris Smith, when I watched him, um, you know, reminded me a lot of Deron Harmon. Um, and, and his ability, is, you know, Duran obviously was a great player for us last year. Um, but Chris is, relies on his instincts and awareness uh, to make plays on the football. As a student of the game, uh, he has a very unique ability, I would say, just to pattern read, uh, look at a route concept, how it develops out, out of the um, out of the snap, and make some reads. That's, uh, that's able that he's able himself to be in a position to make plays on the football. Also, a physical kid, not the biggest in stature. When you look at Chris Smith. And you just read the numbers. Uh, I don't think he ran a super fast 40. He's not a super big guy. But when you put on the tape, um, he's a guy that impresses you. He's probably, uh, you know, there's a few picks on this. But after the Chris Smith pick, you know, four or five texts from different, you know, GMs around the league where, you know, they were, they were targeting Chris Smith just because of a, how good of a football player he was. So excited about him to come in and, and see him compete with, uh, you know, with that group. He ended up with six defensive players and three offensive. Is that the split? 
coming in you thought it would be based on your need or is it just the way the board felt? Wasn't a hundred percent sure you know how, how that was actually going to come out. Obviously you know there was a defensive focus going in or a hope I would say that it was going to be a defensive focus but you really never know how the board's going to go just and, and players you're going to lose out on and there was a player or two that we were targeted that that did get picked a couple picks before we were going to take them a time or two and so uh, there was a defensive focus going in um, but I would say you know generally speaking the board fell that way I'd say yes when there was maybe some things that were close here in the set today um, you know we leaned a little bit heavily to have a little bit more heavy to the defensive side with Dave, you talked about um, emphasizing turnovers, ball, and things like that. And, and, uh, and Amari Bernie had a, had a led Florida with a couple of interceptions. Mm-hmm. And he, he talks about having the best hands on that Florida team. Mm-hmm. And he's been described as being somewhat of a tweener safety linebacker. Yeah. Where do you see him fitting into that defense? Yeah, we think he's a linebacker. Uh, he started as a safety, played linebacker at Florida this year. and. and you know, thought he did you know that's a transition that's not super easy to make just your your line of vision and how you see the game from a safety position to a linebacker position it's obviously it's a lot more quicker reaction from the linebacker spot we thought he's done a really good job over his career developing as a linebacker he does also have that coverage ability uh, that you kind of see that safety background and and i think um you know, in college, sometimes they line those guys up, they make them play a little bit more man coverage. You don't see a lot of linebackers and the pros play man coverage anymore. Obviously, you do it a little bit um, a little bit in uh, cover one. One of the things we look at when we're watching linebackers at the pro level or college level is their ability to close space and zone. Because that's really what they're asked to do more than anything else is drop into zone and 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 um, enclosed space, and he could do that. Also had a couple good plays at, at playing tight ends and things like that down the seam. Um, so I think he's a versatile guy that's still growing. Impeccable traits was one of the guys most highly thought of guys there at that Florida program. Went down there for the pro day um, this year. Myself and, and Champ were down there and got to see him in person. Uh, he ran a four-five-one. Some clocks they had him at a four-four-eight, uh, four-four-nine. So he's a kid that can run. So excited about the athleticism that he brings and excited about the mentality that he brings too. Dave, when it comes to determining one pick over the other, how much? Did the attitude, the foundational type of assets that make a player go into weighing one over the other in this particular draft year? Yeah, that always plays a big role for us. Uh, I think that, you know, we I talked about this at different times my first year, but um, we have different grades that we grade in terms of we grade the player for what he does on the field. And then we also have a level of grades of, of I would say, just the character, the football intelligence and putting that all together. I just think it's so hard to win in the NFL that you want to be careful of how many people you're bringing in that are going to expel extra resources. We understand that everyone's developing and growing and that these are young kids. That's why we have a player development department and we have a rookie program and we have all these things to help grow individuals. But if you're spending a lot of time, I'd say, um, you know, worrying about guys being on time or, you know, extra time in the training room or immaturity and different things like that, that definitely weighs into the to our thought process when we're making uh, making different picks. And again, you're going to take some calculated risks and gambles. Not everyone's going to be perfect, and we understand that. But uh, a, the lower the maintenance on the player, I think it gives you a better opportunity, one, for that player to grow because there's less distractions, and then it kind of magnifies for the team. And it's when you have a lot more people that are not maintenance and are focusing just on winning football games, I think that's a good foundation. Yeah, guys were obviously uh, aggressive making the trades up and getting Tucker 
from the third. How challenging is it to gauge other teams' interest in the guys you like? It's it's one of the it, it's a challenging part of it because you really don't know. We we do put a lot of time into studying team needs and trying to understand what other teams' draft draft philosophies are. But you, it, it's hard to know really like exactly how they feel about maybe a specific player on their team. Maybe we have that player graded low, and they think he's you know a, 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 maybe a, a starting level player. You know, where we think he, he's someone that they would maybe want to replace. And so there's a lot of that that's that's tough. And then I'd say in the earlier rounds, because it is more focused on best available player, uh, it's not always tied directly to needs. That makes it a little bit more difficult too. And so. Yeah, you take some calculated risks and gambles, and sometimes, like, you know, we'll look back, we'll probably draft at a guy, you know, some guys, you know, a handful of spots too early, and I think there's probably other teams that can kind of feel the same way. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a really difficult part of the process in the draft of kind of trying to gauge all that. We put a lot of effort into it and we try to do the best we can. So, Jacorian, what were some of the things you guys liked about it? It seems like a lot of people are pointing to the game against Ohio State in terms of how it stepped up against some really good receivers. Yeah, I think watching Jacorian and spending time watching him in 2021 and then 2022, uh, the one thing that we saw was just some growth and development as a, as a defensive back, and specifically his ability, uh, he improved his ability to find the football, um, you know, especially making plays down the field, which for, for a defensive back is one of the more difficult things where you're running and, and tracking vertical routes, your backs to the quarterback, being able to find and play the ball. We felt like he improved in that area. Uh, he's very fast. Um, uh, as evident to his, his 40 speed, you know, he ran a 4.30, I believe, at the, you know, at the combine 4.31, and you can see that speed on tape, his ability to close space. Also, good sturdy build, physical kid, um, someone that we, you know, also think is going to be able to contribute in the kicking game, which is important for us. So his speed, explosiveness, and, and like I said, I think his growth from, you know, from 21 to 22, and and you know, we think there's more growth to, you know, for him. You know, there's some more growth for him to do, and we're excited about that. We have no uh, offensive linemen. Uh, is that an area to keep an eye on in uh, UDFA uh, or post draft? Yeah, well, they're upstairs right now working through all that. We're going to add some, you know, we'll add some linemen um, to our UDFA class. And another way where the board just at a couple spots just didn't fall um, that exact way. There was some offensive linemen that we targeted in the draft. A couple um, got picked a spot or two before we were going to take them, and we had to pivot and go in a different direction. But, you know, this is also the next phase of team building also. Um, so, you know, between now and the start of the season, um, you know, there's going to be different opportunities, whether it's um, people that are still on the street, whether there's trade opportunities, whether it ends up being at the cut down. Uh, you know, there's going to be some some areas of the team that we still want to target and grow. We'll go a few more. We'll go Hondo, Case, and Q. Dave, there's a lot of people that fall in love with specifics, height, weight, whatever. And there's some guys that maybe you didn't fit into those molds, but each of them have an edge. They come with a, they, they play with an edge. They practice with an edge. It seems like that was really a, a detail for you this draft. Did I, am I overstating it? No, I think that's right. And I would just, you know, <clears throat> philosophically, the measurables do – um, play into some decision making, but it's not something philosophically that is really dominant for us. Uh, th that's not something that, um, say, the way that I was trained, but also just what we believe in. We really just we, we believe in the tape, and then we believe in the research on the background of the person because I think what we're looking for is people that have a growth mindset, people that have a passion and a love for football, so they can improve, so they can grow, so they can you know work on different parts of their game and. So that, along with just the football tape, is, is most important to us. I've seen you know, so many guys of different shapes and sizes 
um, you know, succeed in the NFL um, from the time that I've been in the league, that that's not so much as a focus for us as, as much as the tape, the attitude, um, and their love for football. Now, again, Tyree Wilson is um, an impressive-looking dude, and so like there is there is some elements of that too. When you can get the best of both worlds, it's great. But um, we're not going to eliminate a specific player because of their measurables. Uh, taking you back to Aiden, when when you say you go in the season and tell Josh you're, you're going to love this guy, does then he a few months later come back and and tell you you're absolutely right? And, it, and how often do you have those conversations with him when you're scouting someone and you, you see someone that you want to go tell him? Yeah, during the fall, we we try, I try to limit it to let, let him focus on. Um, you know, focus on the team and focus on football. But Josh loves the scouting aspect of the whole process. You know, some coaches do, some coaches don't. Uh, you know, Josh started in personnel um, at the beginning of his career. And so he enjoys the tape aspect, breaking down prospects, uh, kind of fitting all the puzzle pieces together. And so, yeah, when I know there's a prospect that he's going to, that I think that's going to fit um, our mold and that he's going to like, I'll let him know in the fall. He'll kind of put it to the side, and then you know eventually he'll come back up and tell me that I was right, um, and that that's a player they liked. <laughs> I know you drafted Byron Young yesterday. I wasn't yeah. here for it, but uh, you know we know what he brings to the, the field. You know, stopping the run, really good at that. But one thing that stood out to me was when he was talking about being a winner and and helping the locker room as much. How, how much does that mentality of him being a guy who feels like he can change even the culture? How much does that help as well with the team? Yeah, it's really important. We're still at the you know the beginning stages of developing this program and, and laying the foundation for the um, type of program we want here in Las Vegas. And so Byron has a lot of the traits. Uh, he's been a part of a winning program, uh, part of a program that's demanding, um, and, and that uh, is kind of a cha championship caliber breed. And so bringing players in with that DNA that can add to what we're already putting together. We think, you know, what he's about and what he's experienced is uh, there's a lot of uh, similarities in the things that we value. And so, yeah, to have a guy like that to kind of, you know, um, be one of the leaders of the rookie class and with, with his ideals and his experiences, I think that's going to help the whole group. All right, you guys all set? Yeah. Yep. A lot of quarterbacks taken in the end of the fourth round. So Quarter? Quarterbacks. Yep. End of the fourth and start yeah. the fifth. I'm wondering just like um, – is there a pocket of guys that teams are looking out for? The first guy goes, all of a sudden, now it's time to get a quarterback and you kind of worry about I, how fast they're going to go? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that's what happened today because it was a crazy run on quarterbacks. I think Hayner maybe was the first, one of the first ones to go. Yeah, and I think that I think that is what happened. I think, you know, people started, that's what we kind of looked at it is, okay, here comes the run, you know, so, you know, gave us a little bit more of, a, you know, an aggressive mindset to go up and get the guy that we wanted to get. And then you saw those dominoes continue to fall. And so, yeah, sometimes that the draft works that way. I guess it happened with the receivers in the first round, too. No receivers were taken, then all of a sudden, you know, four or five went. So I do think that was kind of part of what happened today. All right, last one, Leroy. Uh, obviously, this is your second season with Josh McDaniels as the GM head coach dynamic. And even though you guys are close, how much more synergy would you say you had in this year's draft prior to last year's? More because we had more time. We felt like we had more time, and we did have more time just to kind of work through the process of um, from the very beginning. And what I mean by that is last year that everything just felt, you know, everything was much more rushed. Uh, at this time last year that he was still trying to teach the coaches, uh, implementing the, you know, the offensive system and the defensive system. There was more time needing to be spent for him um, with the coaching staff and, and with the players, with OTAs and things of that. And, and just a lot more preparation, I would say. He, he had to spend, too, last year just as a first-year head coach, 
in the spring getting ready for our first kind of offseason with the players. And so there was a lot more time that we were able to spend and he was able to spend on the draft process. And so it was just um, more clarity, um, more thoroughness, I would say, for us. And, um, you know, the communication between him and myself was always very good. Um, but it just was a, just a smoother process. <clears throat> Thank you, Dave. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Dave. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.